0: You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 026.
1: You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talked like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, lover. How you doing, baby?
0: How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? How
1: you doing, baby?
0: Uh-oh, are we silly already? You pretty
1: much. That's how these do... That's how we do. That's how that's, we do. That's how these things go.
0: I'm glad we decided to do it today instead of last night.
1: Me too. I have uh, much better energy today.
0: We were like... We, we were contemplating doing our podcast last evening and we were both so tired and you were so cute because you said, um, I don't know if it will be a really quality podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Smith on quality control.
1: You know, you gotta... Somebody's gotta be a QC.
0: We wear a lot of hats over here at Joy Junkie Enterprises. <laughs> so uh, if you're new to the show, we tend to bounce back and forth between life topics and love topics. So we've got a relationship topic for you today, which is going to be all about noticing if you are headed towards a breakup or divorce. It's kind of one of those calling you out on all your shit type of type of topics.
1: It's More of a relationship.
0: Relationship, get your relationship together. <laughs> I love that. That, that URL is already taken, unfortunately. Aww. Yeah, I know. Already looked. It may not be copyrighted, though. Let's take that to the legal department of Joy yeah, Junkie Enterprises. Put it
1: through the loopholes.
0: <laughs> so, but as you know, we typically like to kind of shoot the shit and hang out a little bit at the beginning before we jump into content. We got to warm it up, you know. Got to warm up the mics. But Mr. Smith likes there was something
1: the that you mentioned that we should probably say now.
0: Oh, 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 that's right. So I have just realized that the more reviews that we get on iTunes, preferably positive reviews, um, the more we show up in searches and as suggested podcasts for for people who are searching through iTunes, looking for, you know, self-help type of things. So if you've been digging these shows and you've been getting something out of it, we would so appreciate you cruising by uh, your iTunes account and leaving a review. And it's, it uh, is a little complicated. It's actually not something that's super, super easy. But all you do is um, you have to find us on iTunes and then you have to actually open it up in iTunes. It'll say view in iTunes and then you have to go to your own. And then once you're in there, you should be able to click on reviews and oh, rankings. Okay. So yeah, it's really, it's silly. Yeah, um, it's weird, you have to like open it up in your format. own application on your computer. Huh or device alright so anyway we gotta tell you we just went to see bad grandpa bad
1: grandpa pretty funny um,
0: there was a lot of genitalia
1: a lot of genitalia and the kid man I was like man I wouldn't want to put a kid through that like he was cussing and hanging around I, you know he was a funny kid though. he looked like John Goodman only like 8
0: yeah yeah no he was probably like 10 or something yeah, 10, 10, 10 or 11. 11 yeah we're a horrible judge anyway, I'm but- a horrible judge of age
1: the, you know the the funniest part about that movie was at the end after they did all the you know uh deleted scenes and all that kind of stuff that you normally do in a comedy usually there's like pumped up music at the end you know yeah. like yeah. getting you in the you know a happy mood before you leave the theater but this was just like nothing it was like silence it was
0: dead silent well and it was such a a, a distinct difference because at the very end of the movie, they showed a lot of like the outtakes and because so much of it is like a hidden camera type stuff, right. they showed, you know, letting people know, oh, this is actually a movie. Oh, and you so you're camera. in this really yeah. like jovial laughing spirit. <laughs> and
1: then it just dropped.
0: And then, and there was nothing, you guys, like uh, no music, no nothing. No
1: talking. Everybody was it was like a library.
0: It was the weirdest <laughs> dynamic I have ever experienced. So we're just like laughing around yeah, you know, just laugh, 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 laugh. And then dead silent and walking out and you, you know, you felt like you had
1: to be quiet. I know, and I'm like, Wow, this party really died. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a dumb and dumber reference. We're taking it way back. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta get on it with our, our movie references.
1: I know we've been dropping the ball on those. Yeah.
0: It does take longer to edit. That's true. Anyway, so I don't know. Let us know if you've ever had that experience where there's just no music. No
1: nothing at the end of a movie. Usually it's like either if it's a drama or something, they try to like instill that drama as you leave. Right. Like they try to like put you in a mood when you leave the theater. Right. And this was just like,
0: nope, nothing. I know. It was so bizarre. But it was a good movie. It was. It was funny. I I thought it was was a pretty good movie.
1: I I laughed out loud several times. I LOL. You
0: laughed out loud.
1: I LOL'd several times. (laughs) I even LMFAO'd once in a while. Stop (laughs)
0: it. I hate that. Like, it's... I don't mind if you type out LOL.
1: Just don't say it.
0: Don't say it when you have full access to your vocabulary. Oh,
1: the LMFAO.
0: Ew. (laughs) Ew. O-M-G.
1: That's another one. That's like actually becoming a legit word these days. I
0: know. It's becoming like a piece of our vernacular. Yeah. Which is so odd.
1: Not good. Not good. Okay. Idiocracy in full effect.
0: So I'm sure that everybody is like dying to know if they're headed towards a breakup. So I'm going to share with them exactly. Oh,
1: well, I sure hope they aren't.
0: I hope they're not either, but the stuff that I'm going to kind of clue you in on today and the stuff that I'm going to share with you are are nine different things, nine different signs or kind of places to look that you might really want to uh, turn the light on a little bit more, really look at these issues, really address them because if you don't, it's almost like your relationship falls apart overnight. You know, it's just yeah. kind of an explosive it seems thing. That way, it, it seems that way. The signs
1: were there. Yeah.
0: Right. But a lot of times there are signs, we just ignore them. We override them. So what I would love for you to do is take a really clear, honest look at do any of these apply to you? Because even if they're just an inkling of them or a just maybe one over time, if you keep cultivating that exact same behavioral pattern, it, you're on the decline. So we're always wanting to advocate how to nurture your relationship, how to take care of it, how to progress, um, how to maintain. So, so just get really clear. Be ready to be honest with yourself. Okay. So number one, the first sign that you may be headed towards a breakup. You are afraid of being alone, so you hang on to whatever you can get, even if it means you're totally unhappy. Interesting. Because there are, now this would be more for people who you are clearly in an unhappy relationship, you aren't fulfilled, like you're really clear that you're not in a good situation. But if I were to ask you, why aren't you leaving? Why don't you cut cut the cord? Why don't you, you know, be done with this? And your answer is, I am afraid. Mm-hmm. Fear. Fear. Fear of starting over. Fear of being alone. Fear of having to do everything on my own. That's a strong one. Then you're, you know, how is that working, being motivated by fear? Yeah. So first of all, like, no, you're not alone because a shit ton of people do that. Sure. We are so afraid of what is out there. We're so afraid of the unknown that we don't take risks. We don't take leaps. So even the shitty scenario that we have that's guaranteed, we'll take it yeah. because we can see it. We know exactly what it is. But what's the trade off? Sublime happiness, the possibility of finding your soulmate, um, experiencing faith knowing what it's like to look into the eyes of somebody who reciprocates your emotions um there's a lot that you sacrifice if you choose fear as -hmm. your motivator yeah okay number two you are losing who you are so this is a little bit like what we were talking about earlier about you know you wake up one day and you're like holy shit Who the fuck am I? Mm. You know, people do this all the time where they wake up one day and they're like, how did I get 50 pounds overweight? Like they see themselves in a photo and it clicks. And they're like, how did I get this way? Or you have an experience with your boss and you're like, I hate my job. I've hated my job for 10 years. How did I, how did I get to this point? And people do it in relationships all the time where they wake up and they realize that They are a shell of the person that they used to be. So over time, you can slowly give in to what somebody else wants you to be instead of who you want to be. So if the relationship is continually not making you a better person, uh, hindering your own personal power, stifling your individuality, then you are losing who you are. You know, this relationship is removing quality from your life instead of adding quality to your life.
1: I think that you could say, I like that when you said, um, does this relationship make you a better person? I think you could use that in just about any decision you make.
0: Absolutely. You
1: know, but I like, I like that.
0: Yeah. And that's, um, I even see this a lot with people who, who are really in love you know, and really happy. And then they put all of their identity into their relationship. I also see that a lot in, in uh, same sex relationships. Uh, not as much anymore now that it's becoming so much more accepted, but where all of their identity was their sexual orientation. Right. So if they didn't have that to talk about, there was nothing else to talk about. So you and I have had to be really vigilant about not because we're soulmates, because we're sublimely happy, it, it, and because I use a lot of this in my work, I have to really be aware that I am a lot more than Mrs. Smith. Like, I'm a lot more than just a wife. It's one component of my identity. It's not all of who I am. Right. Is it up there on the hierarchy? Absolutely. It better but it, be. But it's also... <laughs> yeah, it better be. But I, it would also be detrimental to me if I lost my identity as an artist, as a creator... You know, I, you know, you guys know I'm involved in theater now. I've really realized that I need a creative element in my life all the time. That has nothing to do with you. You know, that has nothing to do with anybody except my personal fulfillment. But a lot of times what people will do is they'll get involved in a relationship where they, I call it relationship fraud, where they feel like they have to be what the other person wants instead of who they really are. Or you have a baby and you become a parent and you lose all your identity to a parent, parenthood. Mm. Or the other huge common one is workplace and, you you know, career. Becoming who you are in your career and there's nothing else left to who you are. And the problem with that is we are way too diverse and deep as humans to only have one element of our identity. Define us. So look at your personal relationship is is this something that arrests your individuality or does it nurture your individuality?
1: Hmm. And do
0: you take a stand for it? Because it's one thing to have a partner who dissuades you from doing the things that you want, discourages you from being the person you want to be. And it's a completely different thing if you never fucking say a word about it.
1: That's a good point.
0: That is on you
1: yeah that's your part in the equation
0: yes fear of letting them down fear of you know them not being attracted to you fear of fear so um, (laughs) is there room there to either take a stand for yourself like fight for who you want to be and be more articulate about it you know or is it so far gone that it's just uh, it's not healthy for you Mm. you know Okay, so here's one of my other favorite ones. Number three. When you pull into the garage and see your partner's car, you get disappointed. Yikes. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. We've talked to plenty of unhappy couples who there's almost like, you're like, fuck. Your heart like sinks when you see that they're home. Right. And you and I always talk about how we pull it and we, and that this is how I started thinking about this concept is when I see your car, I'm like, yes. Right. And when it's not there, I'm like, damn it. He's not home yet.
1: He's not home. Aww. You know, and
0: I get, I, I get an emotional response. These are your pieces of your intuition that are letting you know when your heart falls, when you get a pit in your stomach, when something doesn't feel right, When something seems like a red flag and you ignore it, that is you shutting the door on your own intuition, which I believe is our our spiritual guide. That's our spirituality. So check in with yourself, like I, I really think your relationship is a lot like your health. So if you're in a poor relationship, it's a lot like being sick all the time and everything is more challenging. Conversing is a little you know, when your head is stuffy, like yeah. talking is a pain. Going to work is challenging. It's the same thing with a poor relationship. It everything is more cumbersome, challenging, and arduous when you have a sickly relationship.
1: That's a good point. I like that analogy.
0: And you know, and the the opposite is is the truth also. Like having a healthy relationship is like having great health. You know, it's like shit can be falling apart everywhere else. But you're just kind of stoked. You know? <laughs>
1: just kind of stoked.
0: You're just, you know, you're getting it done though. It's not the end of the world. It feel, you feel good. Right. All right. So n- number five, or f- sorry, number four, you lie to each other constantly. I am amazed at how many couples just continuously lie. They can't tell each other what they bought. They can't tell each other how they feel about sex. They can't tell each other if they're attracted to somebody else because it's a threat. Um, And so it doesn't necessarily mean lying. It can also be that you just keep shit from each other. Um, So, I mean, really, do I even have to explain this one? Like, this really is already a severance in the relationship. What do you think?
1: No, I I agree. I think... um, uh... I think lying is a form of uh, mistrust. Like either that the other person isn't going to accept you for yeah. whatever it is, or you need to hide that um, even from yourself almost. Mm-hmm. So um, there's, a, there's a mistrust there yeah. if you're lying to someone. You don't fully trust the reception you're going to get.
0: Right. And it can be, it could be your issue it could be their issue. It could be the relationship's issue. And what I mean by that is uh, maybe you had a past relationship where every time you spoke your truth, you got in a fight. Sure. So you got sick of it. So sure. you just, it was easier to just hide everything. Yeah. So that's probably your issue, right? Right. Then there's times when you've spoken your truth and your current partner has made you wrong. So you've learned something from them. It's not necessarily your past that you're carrying around. That's your relationship's issue. So. You have to get really clear on what's the crux of this. Where does this come from? What is this about? And do you want that? Do you want a relationship where you're guarded all the time? And uh, you and I, I've re- recently realized, you know, we've we've done a lot of talking about like being attracted to other people and standing in your sexual power and the stuff just from my, my show that I recently did in theater. And one of the things that I've kind of realized is there's a difference between – withholding information that would be detrimental to your partner Mm -hmm. or lying that is a dismantling of the relationship. There's a difference between all of that and saying things that might be true that will only cause hurt. Right. So what I mean by that is, like, if I am attracted to somebody else and I choose to say to you, like, damn, he looked really good or wow. Like, you know, we were watching TV last night and I – just word vomited out. I was like, um, (laughs) and all I said was, um, and then I caught myself and I'm like, I don't, we were watching Sons of Anarchy, by the way. So guess who I was looking at? JT. (laughs) JT?
1: Jax Teller. Oh, Jax Teller. Oh, I was thinking our other JT. Oh, no, no.
0: But I also don't want to say things that I don't need to say like that that would only cause hurt for you. Right. So I try to be, You know, aware of that. I think that is far less the issue than blatant lies to one another and keeping things. That's different, yeah. So, and I really think everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about. Like, I would hope so. There's shit. You, it's the stuff that they're with the guys. You know, you're with the guys, and you're like, don't fucking tell my wife I said that. Right. Don't tell my wife I had this last beer. Don't tell. You know. Oh my god, I could never tell my husband I bought that shirt.
1: Do you think people are heading for a break off with? those instances though
0: that's a really good question it's um it's cultivating a way of being inside your relationship mm. so if it is really easy to white lie if it's really easy year after year after year to fib hide things not be totally honest about things that matter like your finances <laughs> there's a reason why that's like the number one killer of marriages mm-hmm. then I I think you are habituating a dangerous pattern that makes it easy to continue that pattern on things that are really huge, like affairs. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but that's a great question because isolated by itself, sure, no, of right. Not. And
1: that's what I think other people will say. They'll be like, "Oh, it's no big deal. It's just another beer," and you know, my. And
0: that is the overriding of intuition.
1: Right. Right.
0: It is knowing in your gut that it is a big deal and mentally deciding that it's not
1: right yeah cool yeah i like these
0: yeah you're yeah. on board mr i'm Sir? on board okay on board what's number five number five and this is exactly what we were already talking about you have a nagging feeling deep inside telling you that something isn't right explain and you keep ignoring it so yeah exactly what we were talking about earlier your intuition um you you use your mind and it usually feels more like a Uh, like a mind game where you're kind of going over and over and over your options and your pros and cons of the relationship and it's very mental it's not off of how you feel about this other human so you rationalize why you should stay you know it's all operations well it would make more sense and that doesn't you where would i live and how would would i have justification right has nothing to do with your emotional connection to this human right like why the fuck do you want to be with somebody unless you are spiritually and soulfully connected? Like that doesn't make sense to me.:
1: It makes financial sense. to a lot it, of people. Yeah. but it doesn't make emotional sense.:
0: It's a trade-off though. So if you choose to get married because you had a baby, if you choose to get married because it makes financial sense, then then you choose something other than soulmate. And then there's times when it all exists, when it's all good, when it's right. you know it's great. But that's very few and far between, you right. know. I think more often we make things, make decisions based off of logistics and fear.
1: Exactly. I know a lot of guys in the military that got married just because they could get base housing. Yeah. And get out of the dorms.
0: Yep. So if you do that, like I would never judge anybody for that. <laughs> if because that's a business decision. That's like buying property or signing another type of contract. I get that. I think we have bastardized marriage in our culture, so I don't really care what what anybody does with it. Like, I don't care if you're soulmates and you never get married. Like, that's, you know, I don't have any feeling about a paper or a document. But call a spade a spade. Know that you're doing, like what you said, the, these military guys that you knew. It, it, say, I'm making a good business investment right now. Right. Don't say, don't try to pretend like you have this incredible relationship, marriage. Right. Like, just be clear. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Y- you know, your intuition. This is... It, it's your body telling you something. It's not your mind. It's your body. It's that... It's like I said, when you pull in and you see your partner's car and your heart kind of sinks. Pit like, in your. oh,
1: they're home already?
0: Yeah. So, I always say, intuition, it's a physical response, right? Like, you can feel it in your body. It's the, oh, that doesn't feel right or... Um, I'm getting a really bad vibe off of somebody or, you know, you can, it's the pit in the stomach, you know, that kind of thing. So if you, we listen to our body's responses in other ways very easily. So for instance, like let's say you eat some Chinese food that doesn't sit well with you and you throw up. You don't, your body is like, nope, this isn't working. You don't keep eating that food till you stomach it till you keep it down you go okay body you don't want that i get it but we don't do that for our other body why are you laughing at me
1: because i did that once when i was really drunk
0: (laughs) nice (laughs) (laughs) sorry oh my god that's funny but yeah, so your body most likely is telling you, you're getting signs that this is not right, you know, and you choose to override them and ignore them. And that's on you to, to figure out. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm just thinking of my story. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I'm like, you look like you're in a comedic <laughs> place. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So notice that. And there may not be anything to do with it. But just pay attention to your body. Pay attention to when you get that pit in your stomach, when a red flag goes up, how you, when you feel like something is amiss. Just pay attention and dig deeper. And just look at it. I'm not telling you go fucking file for divorce if you have a pit in your stomach. Like, no. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying look at these as signs and dig deeper and ask yourself what's really going on there. And get clear. Okay. Yeah. Okay, number six. And this is also similar to what I was talking about with your health. Number six, everything is hard. Mm. Everything is hard. Talking is hard.
1: It translates. Dating
0: each other is hard. Communicating is hard. Nothing comes easy. It's easier to avoid each other at all costs than actually deal with the drama. And there are couples like this where it's like, I if I were just a fly on the wall, I would never have any idea that you guys love each other. You know what I mean? You know those couples?
1: I I think sometimes I think a lot of people don't know how to communicate, and so it comes out that way. Or it's it's um, translated from their day. Yep. You know, but yeah, if if it's like a constant hardship in the relationship all the time, what's the point? Right. Why, why are you working so hard for something that doesn't give back
0: yeah exactly yeah. but that's another great reason why you need to dig into this so when you look at it is it hard because um, you guys never learned how to communicate and if you did there's a really great chance for you what is really, really going on? Why is it hard? Is there too much pain or um, anger from past stuff that you can't put it back together, or you're not willing to put? It, you know, like what is really, really going on there? Because once you address what is, then you can decide when what your next method is. Yeah, because you really have three choices, right? You either break up, you get your shit together and handle this relationship and create what you want, or you keep, stay where you, are. you stay where you are, and we already know that's not fucking working. All right. So, and that's just basically a. T- so you're e- heading
1: for number one anyway.
0: Right. It's just a time bomb. So, uh, but we but we typically s- stay in what's comfortable and just wait till we have to make a choice. Mm. We wait till it gets too painful to not make a new decision.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: That's our natural thing. Like, think how many people hate their job but stay until it's absolutely mandatory that they do something different. Right. Like, we wait till the breaking point. And so, what does that create? That creates a life of mediocrity, it creates a life of stagnation a lot of and, waste of time. and waiting. Yeah. Okay. So, I could go on and on about that. Number seven. <laughs> Number seven, you have a my death... my gosh, she's
1: getting passionate. Watch out.
0: <laughs> I know, I get really hot. Number seven, you have a death grip on blame. You are unwilling to let go of the past or forgive.
1: Death wish on blame. A death grip. A death grip on blame.
0: Yes. So what this is, is like, let's say you guys have had a major issue. Maybe it's uh, you. It, somebody hasn't been faithful or there's been major issues around finances or you're totally divided around... Um, a, a decision with one of your children, or uh, one partner wants to caretake for a parent, but the other one is so resentful about that. Like maybe there's something huge, and you've moved past it, but you hold on to that with so much fucking resentment. And you know, you say like, "No, we're gonna work on it. We're gonna move past it." But you hold it in your gut. You hold that where you're still angry about the past.
1: So whose fault is that though?
0: Well, my personal opinion is if you're going to forgive somebody and work on your relationship, that means that you have to truly work on letting go of the resentment. It doesn't mean you're going to magically not be hurt. Right. But it means you address the hurt and you figure out a way to reclaim your power as a couple and individually. But what I think is not fair is to tell somebody, "I we are going to move past this. I'm going to work on this. I forgive you let's start over and then oh yeah i'm still gonna hold all this shit in front of you right that's not starting over that's not clean slating it that's true does it mean that you have to forget no
1: but I was it, just gonna say that. but it
0: do, it does mean that you don't carry hatred resentment in your heart right because that is virtually impossible
1: Hard to get around. To work on
0: a relationship with that. Absolutely. And you're carrying it. And really, that's a choice. That's a choice to just let go of it. You know? And you can also hire my ass. (laughs) 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 Shameless plug. Um, Number eight. This is another one. Uh, You seek attention elsewhere.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, that's a big one. And, And sometimes it's not even exactly what you think of like, okay, I'm going to try to fill for sexual needs and stuff like that. Like I'm going to go for a man to give me more attention. Sometimes it's just uh, you need something you're not getting and it's so much easier to get it fulfilled elsewhere. So you just slowly distance and distance and distance. It could be a religion. It could be throwing yourself into a religion that your spouse doesn't get. But you need something there that you're not getting in your relationship. So you just allow yourself to slowly grow apart, grow apart, grow apart, grow apart.
1: Wow, oh, that's um, too bad.
0: It, yeah, it is too bad. And that, that's another one of those things that I'm always advocating. You have to talk about it. If you just pretend like it's not there, it will destroy you.
1: I think that's the case with just about every single one of these that you've mentioned. Is if it's not communicated and out in the open, then it's impossible to get past them. Yeah yeah,
0: It's really true but, yeah. the, but the one of the biggest components And you know I, saw, I talk about this all the time Is getting really clear On what you need to own Because so much of the time We go Well as long as my partner Would get their shit together Well if they would communicate Then I would If they would initiate sex Then I would If they would you know And so then we have the stalemate So you need to get really clear About your role In all of these things And sometimes And most of the time I would say It's just not being vocal Right. About what's really going on with you. Yeah. And, or being passive aggressive with it. Or joking about it. Mm-hmm. Not really effectively communicating. Okay. Number nine. Instead of addressing your issues. You and your ap- partner. Avoid confrontation. Yeah, so that's lo- exactly what
1: we were just talking about. Yeah.
0: And a lot of these build on each other. Like you know for instance. Like everything feels hard. You know hard 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 hard. Like we, I just mentioned. I think that's like number six or something. Yeah so you just avoid you know and that's how you get strangers in the same house yeah where over time you just start nurturing zero communication where you just like basically sever the entire relationship
1: the the minimum amount you need yeah
0: yeah <clears throat> so if you sweep things under the rug you write things off as not being that serious when again your gut is telling you otherwise you know your intuition is telling you otherwise um, our brain will always override and try to make things not serious. Not a big deal. Why? Because that means we don't have to do anything. That means we're safe we're status quo. We don't have to have a confrontation. We don't have to emote. It's, you know what I mean? I think I think a, a lot of people
1: are out there thinking, man, it's a lot of work.
0: Well, It's how's a lot it go- of work
1: to do all these things. How's
0: it going right now?
1: That's what I'm saying is, you know, you have to uh, put up or shut up
0: yeah well I do feel very strongly that there's something about ease you know there is something about finding the relationship where it's just easy and I do feel like that is one continuous thing that I hear from couples who claim that they are soulmates um
1: is this just naturally easy
0: they will say they'll say the two things they'll say when you know you know and they'll say it's just easy and that that's what we've always said. We've said everything else in life has been fucking hard. But you and I, it's never been hard to communicate or hard to connect. But that's also us. Yeah. There could be plenty of people who grew up in a home where you weren't praised for being um, outspoken and speaking your truth. You were shut, you know, shunned or quickly shut up.
1: I think that will be a slap in the face for a lot of people out there. Like, you know, I think most people have a feeling that relationships are... Should be a little bit hard and they take a lot of work and all these things, you know? Like, uh, you know? Hmm. Well, so what do you hear from married people? Oh, it's, well, it's, a, it's a lot of work. Yeah, but... and
0: but how many people do you meet who you really think are soulmates?
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's the point I'm getting at.
0: Yeah. Yeah, of course it's fucking hard. It's hard when you're... Not, it's not a natural occurring love. Yeah. You know, and you just took on a project and thought.
1: So the people that out there that everything is hard and it's a really difficult relationship, they should really look for something easier.
0: Is that what you're saying? Or you're asking? I'm asking. I would say here, this is what I really believe. I believe that people who are not spiritually connected, who are not soulmates could put in a lot of effort and a lot of work and create a relationship that's really good. Yeah. That's really good. I I don't know if you can create a soulmate connection. I don't know. I'm open to believing anything, like that you could work towards that. Uh, I think far often it's the opposite where you have soulmates at the beginning and then you don't take care of it, you don't mm, nurture the relationship, that makes sense. and you can lose what I call your soulmate status because you don't caretake for the relationship, so you can live a beautiful, amazing life with somebody who's not your soulmate for sure, but know what you're choosing right,
1: okay, all right,
0: you know for some people that's not important. stability is important right being able to carry on a name is important um heritage and Uh, you know, procreation and all it like family unit is way more important than having a spiritual connection with somebody. So I'm not the one to tell you that I'm a hopeless romantic in that way that I don't want to cohabitate and build a life with somebody that is just pretty good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I like that you addressed all those other things because those are important to other people.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because that's my method of fulfillment. Like I know that wouldn't work for me. But again, like you were saying with some of these dudes who got married like that was obviously important to them to get base housing like that was it, it, whatever so just know what you're choosing and don't try to pretend it's not that right that's all I'm saying yeah and if you are finding yourself in these types of situations dig deeper none of this is to say throw in the towel it is only to say look Dig deeper and get clear about what you want. Because I think sometimes even if our partner did everything that we wanted, they might still not be who we need.
1: That's a good point.
0: And that's that's really hard for people because they guilt themselves. Like, I should be in love with this person. I should want to stay. Look, they're trying to make an effort. So you have to get really, really clear about what is the most important thing to you. Is it stability? Is it familiarity? Is it not starting over? Or is it like sublime happiness, soulmate connections? Like, And if it's all of it, great. Don't settle. Fight for it. But the biggest piece is speaking up. you got to get going. Like mm-hmm. you, otherwise, you're looking at exactly, you know, keep doing what you're doing, you get more of the same. Yeah. Just don't expect anything to change.
1: Wow, good topic, love. Cool. Cool.
0: All right. So, yeah, if you have been digging our shows, please cruise by iTunes and leave us a review. That is so incredibly helpful for us. Um, Thank you in advance. Yeah, we've gotten some really lovely comments, and it, it's always great to hear that that this stuff is helpful for people. Yeah. Also, you can cruise by our website at thejoyjunkie.com. And if you go to the podcast uh, tab, you can find all previous episodes. You can let us know what you think. You can submit show and topic ideas. You can get on a list so that you're notified of new episodes. So, And also, while you're there, you can get a shit ton of freebies that I have. A whole life and love digital kit. Uh, It's yours for the taking, really. You just enter your email and you get all of it. Snag that if you have not done so already. And, Snag at will, and I think that's it.
1: All right, I that think, was a great I, topic, baby.
0: I think the only thing I want to say is, if you're down, if you're discouraged, if you hear this and you're like, "Ouch," listen to that. Like, allow yourself to be sad. Mm. You know, it's not shit and glitter all the time. Give yourself the the permission to feel bummed, and then dig into that and ask. Why did that bum me out so much? What is there for me? How can I be better? What needs to shift? Like, start dissecting it.
1: Communicate with yourself. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right.
0: (laughs) All right, so huge love to you guys. And here is to loving and living your most badass life.
1: Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.